Hey, hope you're having a great holiday season. A Merry Christmas, and you're going to have an amazing new year. I know it. We got a lot going on in this new year. Presidential election cycle, a caucus in just a few weeks. The election season has started, and I'm so honored you've made this show your home. We've got some best of shows to keep you entertained during this holiday season. If you miss this stuff, you're going to see it here. This is some of the best segments, obviously, called best ofs that we've done during the year. And we're basing on your feedback. We appreciate it so much. We will be back with you live at rumble.com slash Bongino on January 3rd. But for now, I hope you enjoy these shows. Check them out. So Durham's up on Capitol Hill. John Durham, who was investigating the FBI spying on Donald Trump. Uh, listen, I, as someone put on Twitter earlier, if you put my name in there, you can go through the tweets. Someone put on Twitter earlier, I'm glad they're doing the hearing because it's exposing stuff we already knew and maybe some new people will hear this and that's good. Don't be a Debbie Downer. Oh, Republicans are doing a crap job. They're not doing a crap job. They're doing a fine job. The problem is a lot of you already know this stuff, so it seems like old news. But I just caution anyone who wants to be the Debbie Downer, I'm not suggesting that's you, that upwards of 17% of people who voted for Joe Biden after the 2020 election indicated they would have voted differently if they just would have known about the Biden corruption. So please, I'm already seeing, it's like fashionable. I, I, I don't understand. Maybe in the chat you can weigh in. Again, you'd know too, because you and I, this is one thing that drives us crazy. I just don't understand this impulse on the conservative side to like crap all over our people, even when they're trying to do something. I, I don't get it. There are already people like, this hearing's a total waste of time. We already know this stuff. Yeah, you do, because you're smart. Not every soccer mom does. The fact that a pretty well-respected United States attorney, who I think could have done a better job but didn't, to be honest with you, but is willing to go up there and then just out the fact that the FBI spied on Donald Trump and had no information at all is kind of a big deal, right? Yeah. Thank you. So, again, I think he could have used his grand jury subpoena powers a little differently, but let's not nitpick right now. It's time for us before an election to expose these goons on the left and in the FBI and what they did. It was just a quick opening statement by Durham, who, again, isn't a big showman. I think Jonathan Turley said it right. <laughs> Jonathan Turley said, Joe, he looked like a, <laughs> he looked like a monk in a strip club. He just looked so <laughs> uncomfortable. Not my words. is He looked so uncomfortable up there. But I think it kind of added to the aura that this guy's not some partisan hack. Here's what he said in his opening statement. Take a listen. Let me, let me um, give you some real-life um, views on that. I have had um, any number of FBI agents um, who I've worked with over the years, some have retired, some are still in place, who have come to me and apologized for the manner in which uh, that investigation was undertaken. I take that seriously. These are good, hardworking, the majority of people in the FBI, the decent human beings who swear to, uh, under their oaths to... Uh, abide by the law. I mean, listen, this is this stuff matters, folks. Is it, is it going to be the game changer is going to flip the 2024 election? No. But remember that poll. Nearly 20% of Biden's voters had no idea his whole family's corrupt. This stuff matters. This is how you get the information out. Here's what I'm going to cover tomorrow. A couple things on this because I, I didn't have time today. It came on right before and I got other things I want to get to including some stunning audio from an alleged BlackRock insider that James O'Keefe uncovered. Oh. There, 
trust me on this one. Joe, this is going to be the biggest flag of all. Is it yeah. 21? Is it the 21st? I don't know oh, what the date is. Okay. 21st, 11.06. Just please asterisk this one. Double asterisk. Flag it. Yes, flag this it. is like a double flag because this yeah. matters. Mark my words. If Trump wins the primary, a Republican primary, I absolutely guarantee you, and this is why this hearing is necessary, the Democrats unbelievably are going to resurrect the Russia collusion hoax again. No way. Yes, they will. What's going to be the narrative? Gee, Justin, we'll all commit this show to memory. Everyone got this? Remember the date? Everyone in the chat got it? Remember what I'm about to tell you? Because when it happens, you're going to be like, damn, this guy's pretty good. Here's going to be the narrative. Trump is working with uh, Vladimir Putin to hand over portions of Ukraine to Russia. They're colluding. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Chat, oh, we, got people in the, we got people in the chat flagging too. Send yourself an email in the chat. That way you can take a screenshot of the email and remember the date. They will resurrect this Russia hoax narrative again. But Dan, it's already been discredited. It doesn't matter, bro. You're dealing with goons and commies. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's already been debugged. I'm just telling you it's coming. Trump's colluding with the Russians to turn over Ukraine to Vladimir Putin. I'll cover Kalimnik and Trump Tower, the meeting again tomorrow, too, because they brought it up again today, despite the fact I've already debunked this a thousand times about Constantine Kalimnik and Manafort and the Trump Tower meeting. Just in a nutshell, Kalimnik was a source for the Obama administration, which Durham tried to bring up. And the Trump Tower meeting was with a woman working with the company, working for Hillary Clinton. I get to that tomorrow. Okay, let's get to the important stuff here. What did China, Hunter Biden, BlackRock, and wokeism have in common? Ladies and gentlemen, sadly, nearly, nearly everything and everyone in politics is for sale. No. Yes. I know that doesn't surprise many of you, but I think it would surprise you the extent to which people even on your side of the aisle who pretend to be, yo, bro, I'm in this for you, you know, will sell out, I mean, sell pounds of their flesh with the drop of a hat and the snap of a finger. Everything's for sale. This show is going to be good. So let's tie this together for you. This is like a really bad spy novel. Let's put this story up first. This sounds like kind of a big deal. I mean, anyone here in the military? I mean, Joe, I know you have family, but I wasn't in the military. This side, I mean, you don't need military experience to read this story and go, this kind of sounds like this could be an issue. Now, Joe, you were, uh, you're a little older than me. You remember that thing, a uh, yeah. missile crisis in, oh, in Cuba. Guatemala? Oh, Cuba. Yeah, it was Cuba. Cuba. Thank you. I'm, I'm confused. Cuba. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was Cuba. That's good to know. So this yeah. happened before where Russians wanted to put nuclear weapons in Cuba just 100 miles from it was kind of a problem. So this story in the Washington Times sounds like trouble. China weighs putting military troops in Cuba, according to a new report. That, that's, that's, I don't know. That kind of sounds like a big deal. A foreign occupied enemy. And, and by the way, anyone out there suggesting, well, it's no different than us putting uh, troops over in Taiwan. No, no, it's different. Um, Cuba, uh, we're, Taiwan's not threatening to invade China. Okay? It's the other way around. That's not what's happening. Okay? The United States isn't threatening an invasion of Cuba. It's not the same. Even close. I get it. I'm a conservative. 
I'm a little bit of a conservatarian on especially a lot of foreign entanglements we get ourselves involved in without an exit plan, but I'm not dumb either. You can argue against a foreign policy, but that's not the same thing. We are not threatening an invasion of Cuba, okay? Chinese troops in Cuba, 100 miles from our shores, when I live in the state that's right there, that's kind of a big deal. So why is nothing happening? Why is the Biden administration taking its ass, right, and just planting it in a seat and doing nothing? Ass in the seat. Why are they doing jack squat about it? I mean, JFK was a Democrat, had to deal with the Cuban Missile Crisis. This is almost as severe. A spy base and military troops, what's next? Hypersonic missiles? Why is nothing happening? Well, let's put the pieces together and let's follow the money like we always do. Here is a clip that explains a lot of it. This is Professor, sorry if I'm saying your name wrong, not really, Di Dongsheng in China. Now, he's speaking, obviously, not in English, but you'll see the translation on the bottom. This is going to be tough on the radio. You can watch it on Rumble. But you'll see the translation on the bottom where this professor implies that the CCP may have been involved in setting up foundations for Joe Biden and Biden Inc. And the crowd thinks it's really funny. They seem really happy. No one seems to want to play this. I think Tucker played it once, and that's it. You don't see a lot of this video around. How nuclear-powered enemies of the United States, including China, setting up a military base in Cuba, they're laughing about how they basically own Joe Biden. Here, take a look yourself. Oh, they all think it's funny as hell. By the way, you, you can watch that yourself. That's not new. It's been out there, but you haven't heard about it in the media, have you? So China sets up a military base, or is going to on Cuba, in addition to a spy base. Biden takes his ass, puts it in the seat. They do nothing about it, as it's alleged that Hunter Biden and Biden Inc., including Joe Biden, we're doing business with the Chinese Communist Party. And the business partner, Tony Bobolinsky, says Joe Biden was getting 10%. Was Joe Biden is, is Joe Biden a paid asset for the Chinese Communist Party? Is Joe Biden committing acts of possible treason to the United States? I don't know. I don't know. But the evidence is a little suspicious, don't you think? A little bit a little suspicious. Because it's so strange how every time China comes up with Joe Biden, Joe Biden always seems to err on the side of the Chinese Communist Party. Oh. No, every, every time. Every day. Yeah. You know, a normal person would start asking questions. Money, China, Biden, China laughing about money to Biden, Biden being the big guy getting money from China, working deals with China, son in emails cutting deals with China. Biden always seems to defend the Chinese Communist Party, lets them basically set up a military base in Cuba. I don't know, man. It all sounds a little strange. Here, we just pulled this behind before the show, Hat Tip RNC Research. 
Here are clips of just about a minute of Joe Biden taking every opportunity possible to do what? You guessed it, defend China. Take a listen. China is not our enemy. I believe then, and I'm even more convinced now, that a rising China is an incredibly positive development for not only China, but the United States and the rest of the world. It is in our self-interest that China continue to prosper. China is a great nation, and we should hope for the continued expansion. We want to see China rise. A rising China can be a significant asset for the region and the world. China is going to eat our lunch? Come on, man. They're not bad folks, folks, but guess what? They're not a they're, they're not, not they're competition for us. China is not our problem. We can help them with some of their problems. China is not a problem. The idea that China is going to eat our lunch is bizarre. And so, what are we what are we worried about? We talk about China as our competitor. We should be helping. Do you think, in retrospect, that you were naive about China? No. What a beautiful history we wrote together. Ladies and gentlemen, I love this country. I know you do too. Sarcastic funny time is definitely over right now. Do you understand how much danger we're in, your kids are in, and your grandkids are going to be in? Do you understand the danger if even half of what I just told you was true? By the way, I'm confident all of it's true, or I wouldn't have said it. But do you understand the danger we're in if even half of what I told you is true? There is a man in the Oval Office who's been credibly alleged by the business partner to the deal, Tony Bobolinsky, that his son and family members have been taking money from the Chinese Communist Party, possibly in exchange for massive political favors, and that China has probably a blackmail file this thick on Biden. And now we've got audio of professors and other people laughing about the whole thing. We got the son, Hunter Biden, talking about an email, the, the, the what effing spy chief of China that he's connected to. Folks, none of this is made up. Show any of this evidence to your liberal friends and ask them to explain it. You have any idea who may be controlling us? As China prepares to start World War III, now do you see why, I don't know, three times a week, Joe, maybe more, I warn the audience all the time to get prepared? Yeah. Folks, there are people in our government right now, make no mistake, who I am absolutely convinced are being controlled. Not by some crazy spy beam from outer space, by money and blackmail. It's very simple. They've been blackmailed. People keep evidence of blackmail. So if you don't do what they tried to bribe you to do, they use it as blackmail later on. You would think the media would be all over this, the swamp, but the media, the swamp, and an entire political party, the Democrats, are resolutely committed, despite the fact that this may result in us losing an actual world war and that your kids may be growing up in a country you don't even know anymore. Can you imagine what it would look like if we lost and had to surrender? Oh, that'll never happen. Are you sure of that? How sure are you of that? Because that's kind of a black swan moment, no? That's like saying there's a 99% chance this plane's going to be okay. We've got a hydraulic problem. You mean there's a 1 in 100 chance it won't? I'm not taking off. You understand the chance of us losing a war with China is probably bigger than that? 1 in 100? And that the guy in the White House 
likely has a blackmail file the size of War and Peace? Are you okay with that? This persecution of Donald Trump is obvious to a lot of people of all races and incomes. And liberals keep poking the bear. This is a huge mistake. And I want to address something that's kind of like hanging out like an elephant in a room. I got to be honest with you, man. I'm getting a little tired of whatever influencers on Twitter or others who are black. I am not black. People think I'm black. It's set off and I'm Italian and Irish. My last name is Bongino. I'm not black. I, I, I was on Wikipedia once a long time ago as a list of prominent black conservatives. I'm not black. I don't speak for the black community. I don't speak for the Hispanic community any more than I speak for the Italian or Irish community, which I am. Which I, am. I don't know anything about the Irish community. I'll be honest with you. I know very little about the Italian community. There are very, very few Italians who live around my house. There were a lot of Italians who lived around my house when I lived in New York. A lot of them. But I don't speak for any community. I speak for Dan. However, I don't treat black voters any different than I treat Italian or Irish voters. So I'm getting a little tired of people on Twitter mouthing off, pretending because they're black or Hispanic that they speak for the black community either. People aren't freaking robots. They're not automatons. The melanin level of your skin doesn't mean shit. It doesn't mean anything. Now, other people may treat you poorly because of that, because racism is a real thing. But that speaks more to that asshole than it does to anything about the melanin content of your skin. Can we please stop with this overgeneralizing? It is ridiculous. Every time someone says, hey, Donald Trump may be doing okay with some members of the black community and maybe moving up in the polls a little bit, it doesn't mean every member of the black community. It just means we're talking about polls. I'm really tired of a lot of these, again, influencers out there trying to shit on this guy. Here we go. Hey, the black community is not going to. You don't know what the black community is going to do. You have no idea. If you did, you would go and change it and do it. Stop treating black voters like they're some weird subset of the population. They are American citizens who have the same damn concerns you and I do. Kids, jobs, soccer games, baseball games, basketball games, uh, chess games, whatever their kids are doing, their kids' school, God. I ran in Maryland in the United States Senate race. It has one of the largest populations per capita of black voters anywhere in America. There's nothing weird about going up and knocking on black. Don't talk to black voters any different than you do anyone else. I, I'm sorry, but it's just really on my mind all weekend with this. You, did you see it too, Joe? Oh, my gosh. He sometimes is around social media. Oh, it's just revolting. They talk about black voters. Like, we have to, like, talk to black voters different. Like, they, why? Why do you have to do that? The fact of the matter is Donald Trump is being persecuted. No, that doesn't mean because Donald Trump is in jail that black voters will relate more because it involves jail. It just means a lot of black voters, like a lot of white voters struggling, like the whole Oliver Anthony song who happens to be white and turns out apparently doesn't even like a lot of us anyway. A lot of people feel like the system effed them over. So when they see Donald Trump getting effed over, it's not because they're black. It's because they feel like they got effed over. Sorry for that rant, but I got to tell you, all weekend, I, I'm, I'm really getting annoyed. I responded back to someone this morning. Ah, you don't know nothing about the black community. Apparently, you don't either. Apparently, you don't. It really, it would happen to be a black influencer. You guys don't know anything about the black community. Oh, you do? 
So let me get this straight. You've got the formula to get black voters over to the conservative side where we really, really want black voters, white voters, Hispanic voters who care about the country, Asian voters, whatever. Oh, so you don't have it either. So maybe shut the up, okay? And let us just do our thing and treat black voters like we treat every other child of God. How about that? By the way, here's one of my favorites. Here's You know Shamika Michelle? She's been on my radio show a couple times. She tears it up. Here's Shamika Michelle. She, another, she's just like, hey, man. She's just like, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not down with this Biden thing at all. What, should we just discount this? Because she's, oh, she's black, so we got to talk to her. I'm not talking to Shamika any different than I talk to anyone else. And apparently she's not talking to anyone else like they're different either. Yeah, a round of applause after this one. Check this out. Some say he's racist and tweets like a kid while overlooking all the good shit that he did. Okay. I ain't ashamed of my president a little bit. I'd rather have an alpha male than a little bitch. <laughs> Listen, man. I don't care if Shamika's black or she's a woman. I don't care about any of that. Shamika Michelle feels like a lot of people. They'd rather have a guy sticking it to the man than the man sticking it to the man. It is funny. You're damn right it's funny. By the way, people aren't stupid. Again, talking to black voters, like they're somehow, their brains operate different than you. Like they don't have an amygdala or a cerebral cortex is racist. They're not different. Their dads, their moms, their uncles, their sons, their brothers. You think they're not capable of processing how full of shit the Democrats are? The Democrats sticking a guy in jail repeatedly. Donald Trump sticking him in jail for objecting to what everybody knows was at minimum a shady election in 2020. At minimum. At minimum. And yet Democrats have done the exact same thing. I'm playing this again for those of you who missed it. Here's a little mini supercut of Democrats, none of them under arrest or being prosecuted, for doing the exact same thing, questioning an election. You think black voters don't see this? What do you think, they're different than you? Take a look. 10 of the 29 electoral votes cast by Florida were cast by electors not lawfully certified. I object to the votes from the state of Wisconsin, which were not, should not be legally se- se- no certified. Or reg- Mr. President, I object to the certificate from the state of Georgia on the grounds that the electoral votes no, no were not. Debate. There's no debate. And I object to the certificate uh, from the state of North Carolina. I object to the 15 votes from the state of North Carolina. Um, I object. I object to the certificate from the state of Alabama. The electors were not lawfully certified. Is it signed by a senator? Not as of yet, Mr. President. In that case, the objection cannot be entertained. The objection cannot be entertained. Counting debate is uh, not in order. Ballot. Even with the American There is no debate in order. Is it signed by a senator? There is right no fact, debate. And there is no debate by the in the joint government. session. There is no debate. There is no debate. There is no debate. And the mass please come to order. The objection cannot be received. But the Russian Section 18, Title III of the United States Code prohibits debate in the joint session. I do not wish to debate. I wish to ask, is there one United States senator who will join me in this letter? There is no debate. Folks, everyone can see what's going on here. The Democrats are doing the exact same thing. By the way, I titled today's video, The Next Evolution, basically, of their plot to take down Trump. I'm going to get to that in a second, because what I warned you is going to happen is happening now. Again, do you think black and Hispanic voters and Asian voters don't see this? you think they're any different? 
Folks, I'm really sorry, but that's a racist statement. It is in its very essence. Oh, we need to talk to black voters different. They, they need to be treated different. Why do they need to be? What, 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 what are you talking about? They're human beings that have the same exact concerns you do. Job security, health care. You think they don't care about this stuff? That's the damn problem. Is that we're so freaking, afraid, we're so terrified of talking to people like they're human beings. You know, if you talk to black people like they're not, if you don't talk to them special, then you're not coddling them and you don't care. And then when you say, we don't need to coddle black people, they have the same exact concerns white people and Asian people do. Why do we need to go, oh my gosh, that's racist too. Nothing you can, just ignore the bullshit. I promise you, you will never go wrong with this golden rule. Treat people like human beings and disregard the skin color. And you will be a-okay. I promise you, we'll make it a Bongino rule. And the fact that Trump has so many people terrified of movement within the black vote towards Trump tells me we're doing something right. By the way, it's, it's not just Trump. DeSantis made a major move with the black vote down here in Florida. Female black voters. Did he get 50%? No, nowhere close. But he moved enough of them on the school choice issue to win the governor's race in the first term. It's not just Trump. Oh, tell me people aren't changing. I get really pissed off about this topic. Here, this is from Fox this weekend. Polls show dwindling black support for Biden. Look at these numbers. 2020, Biden, 91% support amongst black voters. Look at it now, 61%. Look at Trump. He went from 8 to 20. Now, Joe, I'm not good at math, but 8 is more, 20 is more than double 8, right? Is it, hold on, um, carry the, uh, yeah, yeah, it is, yeah, yeah, it is, Joe's checking it out on his oh, calculator, really cool. yeah, See, yeah that's good, that's a good thing, so why are we bitching about it on social media? I'm really sorry, but I don't really care what color your skin is, don't tell me, like, oh, nothing's gonna happen, you don't speak for, yeah, you don't speak for black people either, I speak for me about issues that people black and otherwise care about. So let's cut the bullshit, huh? I didn't even forget the liberals. I'm talking about conservatives. This was going on all weekend. Because there's a really big argument out there about what's happening. Someone said, I said, oh, you don't need suburban mom support. Some moron on Friday. That's not what I said. Of course Trump should, we, if we can't get a lot of suburban moms, yeah, it's a big problem. All I was saying is that the black vote and the Hispanic vote, which seem to be moving, maybe can compensate. Not that we don't need anyone. Of course you need people. What do you think I'm talking to black voters who are going to vote, even if he does well, in probably less proportions than suburban moms? Because every vote matters. Folks, we have so many negative Nancys. This primary is making me sick. I said it on Friday. I'll say it again. I am not trying to be anyone's friend. I love you in the chat. I am loyal. But I owe you a quality show full of facts and data and an honest opinion. And let me tell you something. As Brother Leo told me, Brother Leo was a counselor in my school. I went to a Catholic college. It was run by the, uh, by the Maris brothers. He passed. Brother Leo said, he's, they do these counseling sessions all the time. He said, Dan, real men walk alone. When you don't have an opinion and you don't have enemies, then you don't have a show because you're full of shit. I've said from the start, DeSantis supporters, you are supporting the greatest governor in the country. I love Governor DeSantis. I choose to endorse Donald Trump. 
I love Ron DeSantis. If he's the nominee, I will vigorously support him too. If you don't like that, you're going to take shit shots at me and you think that's going to help, go fuck yourself, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious. I love the governor. I love the governor. I have absolutely nothing bad to say about what he did in Florida. It's a miracle what he did down here. I believe Donald Trump was wronged and deserves another shot. If you don't like it, I don't give a shit. I'm not trying to be anybody's friend. I'm just trying to be an honest, candid host rather than a fence sitter who tries to put his lips on everyone's ass to make everybody feel good. I'm not kissing up to black influencers or Hispanic influencers. I don't give a shit. I care about people, God-given rights, and winning the damn election and saving the country. That's what I care about. And if Ron DeSantis is the nominee, then you will expect a full-throated endorsement from me after. I happen to support Trump now. I'm really sorry if that opinion doesn't make you happy. All weekend, I had to block like 50 people because we blocked dipshits on Twitter telling me what I said when they could just listen to the show themselves. Probably tell them a little pissed off today. Because I want to win, folks. I want to win. I want to win. A former FBI agent has become a close friend of mine, Kyle Serafin. He has his own show, the Kyle Serafin Podcast. He's become a real hero. Guy's a whistleblower. He was an FBI agent. He knows the inside. He knows exactly what's going on in the inside of the FBI. He's done some damning interviews on exactly the corruption. He did this segment yesterday. It's about a minute and 10 seconds of it about what you should do if the FBI knocks on your door. Now, uh, having said that, if the FBI comes to your door with an arrest warrant, a search warrant, it does you no good. You're just going to get arrested on more charges at that point. Uh, I'm not telling you you're not entitled to due process. I mean, obviously, I'm a constitutionalist. Uh, please. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I'm saying if this is some voluntary interview, my humble opinion with this FBI now and this leadership, I think you're crazy to talk to. I think you are. I think you're, you have no idea what they're there for. They don't have to tell you the truth. You understand that, right? Does everybody get that? Law enforcement is under no obligation whatsoever to tell you the truth. I love law enforcement. Biggest advocate for the men and women in blue out there. I'm not an advocate for corruption, however. And the FBI has been corrupted from the top down. Doesn't mean everyone's corrupted, but the top has to go. They've got to go, and any agent who complies with it needs to go, too. I would not engage in any voluntary interview with the FBI right now until management changes over there. Don't be a sucker. Here's Kyle telling you exactly what to do. Bookmark it, Geek. Can you make this a clip today? This is super important. Check this out. This is the real problem with the lack of accountability with your federal agencies. And this is why trust in the federal system has to be absolute because people have to know that people are doing reputable things and not going after people who are dealing with the FACE Act. And not going after people who are protesting abortion in front of a clinic in a peaceful way while praying. That cannot be the way that they engage in this sort of thing. So, unfortunately, you can call a sheriff's department, and I encourage you to do so, and just say, hey, there's somebody here. You know, they will try to validate it. And they have different things they may be able to call from the um, sheriff's department. They may be able to call from the local police and know somebody at the field office and be able to do that. They can give you a name. The only way that you'd really be able to check that is if they gave you a full name, and they said, I'm this person, I'm Russell Gooch, and I'm from the Atlanta field office. You can look up the phone number for the Atlanta field office. You could call there and ask if they have a Russell Gooch who is now out there, would you ring him on his cell phone and patch me through to his cell phone? They actually do have the ability to do that on every FBI switchboard. That may be a technique to use. If they're coming to arrest you, they're going to come and arrest you. It won't matter. But if they're coming to talk to you and you want to validate who they are and you're going to do it on your, uh, on your personal camera and then you want to tag me on social media because I want to see that too, by all means. The other answer is this. If Me they too. claim to be feds, just don't don't answer the door. You don't need to talk to these people. There's no upside 
that that guy had or you had, other than you may be able to catch them in something shady. But the downside is that you're going to be talking to federal agents. Folks, I, I, I can't disagree with anything he said. I was a federal agent, GS 1811, one month shy of 12 years. It's not like I did it for a cup of coffee. I was a cop and a cadet with the police department for four years before that. There is no upside if you are an innocent person. There's no upside if you're a guilty person either, to be candid with you. But there is definitely zero upside whatsoever if you feel like you're being politically targeted and the FBI is at your door to speak with them. I'm, I, I, I mean, I don't know why anyone would say anything. If there's not an arrest warrant and you're not being detained, I need you to understand something, and I want to walk you through your rights quickly. Ladies and gentlemen, the Miranda warnings that you've heard on TV, you have the right to remain silent. Those are, you know, the right to an attorney. That, that's real. That's an actual Miranda decision in the Miranda decision. They have to read that to you if two things are in effect. Custody, meaning you're not free to go. You're not free. You are being arrested. And they're going to ask you questions. Okay? If they don't read you your Miranda and you're not in custody and you are not being arrested, then they can't take you or talk to you. You can just walk away. You understand that? You don't have to talk to them even if you are arrested by them. You have no obligation whatsoever to speak at all. At all. I'm just addressing the custody part. If they read to you Miranda, you're probably under arrest. You still don't have to talk. However, you don't even have to stay there if they're not reading you Miranda and telling you you're being detained. I'm not suggesting be rude. I, I, that's not going to do you any good either. I mean, just morally, you know, you don't know what they're there for. They could be there on some terrorism investigation. I mean, not every agent. I mean, they, they still arrest bank robbers and stuff like that. You don't have to. But I'm just telling you, there's, you have no obligation whatsoever to stay there. None. Unless they tell you you're being detained. And you definitely have no obligation to talk even if you are detained. That advice by Kyle is darn right spot on. Call the local FBI field office. Say you're in Jacksonville, Florida. Put in the search engine, nearest FBI office. Say, uh, agent, whatever your name is, Jones, please give me a second. I've got my hands out here. I'm just going to call the local office. I hope you're okay with that. You know, even if he's not, it doesn't matter. Call the office. I have two agents here. I'd like you to identify them. Their names are, can I see your credentials, please? They're obligated to show them to you. And yes, sir, those two agents are, in fact, in our office. You'd be crazy not to. Gee, can please put this on. This is so important. Put this on the clips today. Please. You don't know why. Why do you know why they're not there? Because look what happened yesterday. Department of Justice. Three defendants, including two 70-year-old women remanded immediately into custody for protesting abortion. You're going to talk to the FBI? You think justice is fair? On a FACE Act violation. So burn a courthouse down in Portland? What happens, fellas? Nothing. You probably get a cash award from the Department of Justice. Attack the White House to the point where Donald Trump has to be evacuated into the bunker during the Antifa Floyd riots? No big deal. Anyone in jail over that? Nah. Protest an abortion clinic. You're 70 year olds and you're a woman. You're too. Find yourself in jail, remanded to custody immediately. I think it was Cernovich who said it right. Stay out of D.C., folks. It is occupied territory. You get arrested anywhere near Washington, D.C., you're going to jail. Not for a crime. You're going to jail for your political beliefs and you have no way out. You think you're going to get a fair jury? 
a fair AUSA, assistant United States attorney, fair judge. Good luck with that. Stay the hell out of that place no matter what. Do yourself a huge favor. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show.